Action Park Media. All right, guys, welcome to Entertain Her, Aaron Coscarelli, alongside my girls, Zulai Hanau, Sarah Sanderson, Erica Cedeno in the house. We have a really cool episode. We're going to interview a celebrity stylist. Her name's Amanda Lim. Her clients include Alicia Bowie, Emma Myers, Jay Shetty, among many, many others. Um, so I'm excited to kind of pick her brain about what to wear, what's not cool. Am I doing a lot of things wrong? Probably. Um, but we'll get into it in a moment. But first, you know what time it is. Kevin Dillon, what's up? Get ready for the wind down. Victory! All right, you guys. Um, time for the wind down. We're going to make it a, a quick hit. I'll go first. I just got back uh, from the Super Bowl. It was, well, you'll probably hear this um, after sometime but you know it was a really fun time like I enjoy Super Bowl week almost more than the actual big game because you get to rub elbows with the you know celebrities and football players and just big personalities that you see all year long but I was really proud of myself guys because (laughs) when you're in the environment of massive amounts of stimulation it's really hard to say no I have FOMO like it's nobody's business but I like really held my boundaries. I had um, early call times <laughs> for work and I was really proud of myself. I said no to a lot of events and that's not easy for Costco to do once in a while. Uh, but no, it was a, it was a lot of fun. We went to um, Jay Glazer. He always has a big party, kick things off. I, I showed up on Wednesday. I did not go to the game. Um, in, in fact, sometimes I kind of enjoy watching the game at home in the Mm. comfy confines of like a nice margarita and, you know, you're able to kind of watch the commercials. So, and it was ended up being a really, really good game. Congrats to chief's kingdom, but it was just, it was really fun. Like it took me a bit of a, a, I'm not getting any younger. It took me some time to um, recover from the (laughs) Super Bowl, but it was a lot of fun and I survived and I'm here to tell the tale. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and what happened to me this this past week, uh, needing to get a lot of R&R these days, but it was a lot of fun nonetheless. And um, I'm excited. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Uh, as y'all know, it's my birthday week after the Super Woo-hoo! Bowl. Happy Woo-hoo! birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. I, I mean, I got reminded, let's not, you know, of my age, because on the Super Bowl, as we all know already the story, I'll say it really fast. I thought that I could compete with the, you know, I had a Super Bowl party. I thought I could compete with the kids and we, the adults were going to race. And as I was warming up, I slipped on some very slippery turf at my house and I pulled the hamstring. I pulled my damn hamstring, you guys. I literally was doing the splits and my son Jackson was like, mommy, I was supposed to be warming up racing, right? And he's like, you're in the splits. And I'm like, I'm stuck. Literally, I was stuck. I couldn't move. I heard a pop. It was, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that ever in your life. First time I've ever heard a pop and I was like, oh shit, this is not good. So, um, Matt had to come pick me up off the turf and lift me up into the house. And so my birthday was, I, I was, I was gently reminded of my age 
unfortunately. Gently, <laughs> gently emphasis on the gently. <laughs> um, and then Matt was like, well, what do you want to do? And we had already plans to go to this amazing resort. If you guys haven't been, I think all of you have been, but if you're in LA or you're visiting LA, go to the Terranea Resort because it is amazing. It's beautiful. It was such a treat. Uh, my parents stayed back with Jackson and we took two, we just went for one night because I couldn't really walk clearly very well. Um, so we just took a little staycation and yeah, it was beautiful. We had a nice dinner over the Pacific ocean. Uh, and that place has a great ambiance for adults and kids. So I think we're going to take the kids back for spring break, but, uh, regardless, it was amazing, but my hamstring was kind of a pull on our staycation. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was worried about your hamstrings surviving up there at Terranea. But you know, what's so funny when you went on your trip, I thought of one of my favorite movies. Have you guys seen the movie? This is 40 with yeah, yes. um, what's her yes. name? Leslie Mann and um, Paul Rudd, who I am obsessed with. I always think about that, like how they go. We need to wrap, but how they go up and they go to Santa Barbara and they get a little staycation in. And it made me think of you and Matt when you guys were there. I was really slow walking around this resort. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I felt bad for Matt. Like I was like an old lady, but regardless, it was still romantic and beautiful. And we had a blast. So um, I'm going to make it short and I'm going to follow up on E. Hey guys, hey family, <laughs> hey sisters, hey brothers. Um, I am still recovering from a foot, now knee, now both knee, both feet, both injury. <laughs> so if you are out there and you have a minor, minor, you know, situation that happened to you, take care of that shit because it builds and it will catch up to you. I had I twisted my ankle back in September, salsa dancing, of course. And I thought I was 25 and I was like, oh, I'll just ice it and I'll be at home and it's just fine. Cut to today. I'm in therapy, chiropractors. I'm wearing these things, which I can't wait to talk to Samantha about. What the fuck? <laughs> what? This is what I want this to be on the podcast. I need some of those shoes. I, I, yeah. Well, get you some because they do work. Um, but yeah, that's me. And this week, just a little follow-up. Um, we are, this is a very tense week over here at the Connelly Hanau household because we're waiting for preschool admissions. So on Thursday, I will either be very, oh, very I thought sad. she's already got in. She got into one, but on Thursday we're getting, we're waiting for the rest of them because there's mm. like this coalition of preschools and they let you know in unison, except this other school who didn't let us know in unison, which uh so frustrating. But anyway. Um, take care of your health and pray for me. Pray for my daughter that she ends up at a wonderful preschool where she learns how to be a good human. Yes. <laughs> She's going to learn how to be a good human for me, but she just needs to be around other good human parents and kids. Nice. All right. I will wrap up this wind down. Uh, so basically, as you all know, I've been super cautious with Isabella trying to not get her sick. We haven't been leaving the house. No one's coming to meet her. Um, we were trying to get past the point where if she got a fever, she'd have to go to the ER. So finally she gets her two month shots. My mom comes to town and she brings my stepdad. He's the first person <laughs> to, uh, get to meet Isabella. He got COVID on the plane. So oh, that's oh, not, what are the those odds? Uh, we're luck. assuming, we're assuming on, uh, the timing of it. Cause they flew in on a Thursday. He left Sunday morning and by Sunday night he had COVID and my mom was still here. So we flew her on a red eye out of here. Cause she was still negative at that point. They both had never had COVID. And I was like, mom, there's no way you're not getting COVID. 
So you need to go home before you do. Are we going to be like stuck in this tiny room for two weeks? So, so far we are in the clear. Um, she keeps sneezing, which I think I'm just hyper aware of. I'm like, is this extra sneezing or people sneeze? Sneeze. I know she's been sneezing a lot. So stay tuned. So hopefully, um, hopefully we're in the clear on that, but oh my gosh, like, oh, what are the odds? First person. All right. So that's mine for the, for the week. Um, and yeah, let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to find out what to wear. Cause I wear sweats every day and I need to change that. I used to be <laughs> voted best dress in high school, which Doug now says that's just sad. Cause that's not been what I wear. Uh, all right. We have a special episode. Here we go. All right, you guys, super excited to have this next guest on. Amanda Lim is a fashion stylist here in Los Angeles. And honestly, really looking forward to chatting with you, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to meet everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, we live in LA. The show's called Entertain Her. Let's be honest, fashion, styling, it is part of the business. Uh, First and foremost, how does it work? Like, how do you initiate a direct relationship with these clients? Like, do they reach out to you because they know who else you work with? And like, what is that process like for you? Um, truthfully, I think that like how people come into working with, like, you know, in the business, we just call it working with VIP, like, um, on red carpet dressing. But I think that like, there are several avenues at which you could come into it for me specifically. I started working with a lot of red carpet clients by assisting a really big stylist and then like working with all of her clients and, their publicists and it's their publicists as well as their managers. And then on like a few rare occasions, their agents that um, they're the ones that really like, it's a good idea to make a great impression with because they will ultimately make the calls and ask. So if they know you and you were like doing a really good job assisting this person and branching off on your own, then they naturally have that like level of trust established. And then like, you can kind of go in and start working with other clients on their rosters from there, if that makes sense. So it all comes through like the publicity firms, the managers, and like I said, sometimes the agents. So yeah, that's how I think Networking, relationships, all of that's super important. Let me ask you a quick question. Jay Shetty, right? We, I, I love him. He's, he's a great social media presence, former monk, now an author and a big name in the world of self-help and, and growth, that sort of thing. Not necessarily him specifically, but does someone go like, hey, now you're becoming a big star. Like we need to hook you up with some cool styles. Like how, how does someone decide I need a stylist? Yeah, I mean, that, that question comes up all the time for, you know, like I think like when people are in the middle of negotiating, like, or hearing sort of like what our services cost, there's always a little bit of like a, whoa, like a, a moment where people are like, that costs that much to do that. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's actually should be considered more so a business and like an arm of publicity than anything. Like it's specifically red carpet styling, of course, that like, I think editorial can be completely excluded from that as well as like, you know, costume design for film and television. But I think that like, you just have to see the utility in it to really like justify that expense. And then like, understand that like one of the biggest things that we can provide as celebrity stylists is like 
helping you slowly build and foster relationships with designers and then hopefully create a dressing relationship that happens again and again and again as you grow in your career. So it's really more about like styling being a support and foundation to the overall image and branding of a person. Um, but yeah, I think that people come about it and like have different relationships with style. And um, that's always really interesting to see as I get to know somebody. I always, I always, for example, I've worked with um, my personal stylist, not recently, because I haven't had anything major that I'm promoting or anything. And I always find that these relationships, even with the stylist, but like you, you just mentioned the brands you could kind of create. And it's like, well, at least I know I have such and such brand that will dress me for such occasion. But for you and a client, I, my question is how, for example, you mentioned Jay Shetty, but let's say the, the, the female version of a Jay, of a Jay Shetty, who isn't exactly known for like stylish, you know, moments on the red carpet, like how much wheeling and dealing do you have to do to be like, girl, you need to stand out. You need to wear this. And she's like, no, I just want a little black dress because like that happens. And then, you know, it's your job to make them pop on the red carpet. Like how do you manage people's personalities, people, people's personal styles to create kind of like this other world that the agents and the managers are wanting for these people. They're wanting their aid, their, their clients to stand out. They're wanting their clients to be talked about. They're wanting their clients on whatever it is. Like, how do you push through like somebody's, uh, you know, not basicness, but yeah, for lack of a better word. You know, I think that it, it requires a lot of conversation, a lot of trial and error, a lot of making space for them to say when like, I've pushed them too far out of their comfort zone, but then also like having and saying that what you want from the beginning is like good communication and which is typically something that I try to do. Like I always um, am very candid in my manner of speaking with my clients, but in a way that's like, Hey, I'm going to push you. That's part of my job. But like, you can feel free to tell me when, when I've pushed too much and you know, like how, how do I manage that successfully? It's so, again, it's so subjective and completely dependent upon like the personality and the willingness and bravery of the client. And then also like our chemistry, um, there are, yeah, there are so many factors, but I think like, you know, it's just taking each event that, you know, or each red carpet event where there will be a lot of optics on a case by case basis. I think like, I'm actually really proud of all of my clients. I really love working with them. They're all extremely different, but like, I have to say, like, I do feel like I really hear them and I really feel like they like respect me and that we've each been able to develop like their own personal journey and sense of style. And, um, like I said, like, I really couldn't, I don't have like rules to apply to each client as though like each of them react the same to like their styling journey. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. It really just takes like time and patience. And I have a follow-up question to that. Um, for example, obviously if we're going to a premiere and we're going to, um, 
like a huge red carpet, you hire a stylist, right? But like, say during the week, you get invited to like the LA art show and it, the invitation came in that morning and you don't have time to like, even go pull something. What are like three, like rules of just, if I'm dressing myself to the red for the red carpet, like what is a not like, I should not go crazy and all out and like, give me like three simple rules to follow for just like an easy red carpet, fun, stylish, or maybe not to do's if I'm like doing this thing on my own. I know you have a couple, you have to. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that like, first of all, that's a, a great scenario to paint for the listeners. But then secondly, I would almost say that like my first answer could apply to like any situation that happens to us, girl. Um, and that like my number one piece of advice is like always have like a, a uniform. So that could be like one to three silhouettes that just like really work on you that, you know, like are going to look good. And so like, you know, for Jay, for example, he doesn't like to wear blazers. So we just know that like, that's never going to be a situation. So that cuts Mm. out, like, you know what I mean? That like cuts out a whole thing and makes it easier to zone in on like, okay, what's our statement jacket today. And then styling everything else out from there. So it's like pick a zone for me personally, because like I have to network, which is, I think like, you know, the beginning of this conversation addressed, um, a little bit, but like for me right now, high-waisted, like oversized trousers are always a yes with like a chunky shoe. So like, you probably know that if you see me last minute at an event that like it, it will revolve around that right now. Oh. And that will change You know what I mean? And it's like, identify what your uniform is, like that silhouette that always looks nice and try to just pick something within that. Um, that can cut out a lot of like the anxiety that's associated with last minute dressing, specifically when you have to style yourself. Right. I love that. And it's so true because I was just at the Super Bowl and I'm like, you know, Super Bowl, Arizona, millions of events you have to go to. And what happens is I look at my closet and I feel overwhelmed. I'm like, what the heck am I going to wear? What's what's and and I've established my uniform is always a oversized. And please tell me, am I off base here? Oversized (laughs) blazer with a crop and like, yeah, that's hot, honestly. Is that yeah. still cool to wear? Wait, oversized blazer with a crop and what pants? Definitely. Like, well, I was going to, I mean, a high-waisted pant, but I don't know. Are, are, are tapered pants not cool anymore? Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, t- listen, all of these things cycle back. We're seeing that right now with Y2K. I feel personally attacked by the whole, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> I I already wore all of that. What's going on? Yeah, like that's kind of how I feel. So yeah, a tapered bag is always going to be a thing. I just I'm would love to know a fashion emergency on a red carpet. Can you share with us one that happened and how you Ooh. dealt with it or what you did? Like what happened? Oh yeah, I mean there were a couple of funny ones. Um, you know, the the most recent one is not that exciting, but I'll start with it. Um, I had just started working with a new assistant who was actually really great. Um, it was just their first day and like, you know, we live and we learn, but, um, I had to get a client ready for a premiere and I was like prepping something else during the day. So I had my new assistant, like bring the look to the hotel and like set it. And then I was just going to like arrive right at hair and makeup and like do everything. And, um, I was getting her into her look and I go to put her shoes on and 
the the feet were like two completely different sizes. Like <gasps> one was her right oh. size and one was like two sizes too big. And I was like, what, how did this happen? And so I had to like run down to valet, like have them pull around my car. I had to like go through the bags of everything I'd prepped that day. And I luckily had something that was like very comparable. Um, and it was actually like a very specific silhouette. So that was like the most recent thing that happened like literally two weeks ago. Um, but I don't usually have them. I would say like some of the funniest ones are like one time when I was assisting, um, we put a girl in a look and sent her down the red carpet and she like was getting photographed like crazy. And then my boss and I realized like she's wearing the dress backwards. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? but it looked really good. Like it looked really cool, but it was just like, Oh no. Did you tell like, her that the dress is on backwards or does she know? She's cool. So she, yeah, she's cool. So she laughed about it after and it, she did look really good. So we were like, well, here's another way to wear it. It works. It works. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, we planned that the entire time. It's such a cool take on the dress. No, I mean, <laughs> I literally think we did say that to a press outlet afterwards. Um, it was like, but it was, it was chic. It was like by Roland Murray. It was not high stakes at all. Um, and then another like funny one that I find funny because I think that once you really get in the weeds of red carpet dressing, there is this thing that's like, you know, those, um, who wore it best columns and like us weekly and people and things like that. Like it, in our sphere of the world, you just never want your client on that. Like you never want to be responsible for getting your client on a who wore it better. It's like not cool. But then we're like directly in conflict with the press departments that loan us all of these looks who really um, want that. Like they want as many people, some brands want as many people in their clothes as possible. So like they love a who wore it better and stylists are trying to avoid it at all costs. So that's like a funny thing. And um, right. do you guys talk to each other? Like, Hey, is anybody putting such and such? And like, <laughs> yeah, we try. I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's a different world now. Like I started in 2011 and I just like the growth and the direction that the industry is going is fascinating to me, um, which is like something else that we could potentially talk about, but yeah, I mean, this other one I was working with, it was like one of my first days on the job with someone that I was full-time with for a really long time. And she sent me to, um, the Cannes film festival with uh, Jessica Chastain, who was on the jury that oh. year. And, um, we had, you know, like, I think 17 looks in like three days or something. Cause she had to like host every event and be on every panel and go to all the brand dinners and stuff like that. And, um, one of her looks had already been worn by Carrie Washington, I think, who I also worked with at the beginning of my career. Um, and like the press release just never got relayed to us when we were pulling it. And Jessica ended out up at like a big photo call. And then there was like a thing and it was, it was, wow. a thing. yeah, it, it sounds really silly, but that was like a big dressing faux pas. But yeah, those are the three that I have for you. I, have I feel like, oh, I oh. feel like nowadays though, isn't it so much more difficult? I would think with Instagram and social media and how you ever, everybody gets seen everywhere compared to like when you first started, is yes. it like a totally different game? 
Yes. I mean, I think the biggest difference is that there's just so much more content. So there's so many more artists that need to be like sitting in that press chair promoting their work. So like, you know, it's just what it's done for us is like brands are just really struggling to like supply stylists with the amount of samples that we need to service all of our clients. So you just get creative by like pulling vintage or shopping or, you know, like starting to build up a kit yourself. And it's just, it's a lot. There's like a, a lot of intricacies to that. That was, I was good question. E. I was going to ask you, you mentioned growth and change. Like how has your world evolved? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, that's probably the biggest way, like the, the way in which stylists work with showrooms has just evolved to accommodate how many actors there are now. And I mean, on a personal level, I really love it because like, I love filmmaking and it's amazing that there are so many opportunities for people to make what they want to make now where it just like, wasn't the case even like 12 years ago when I started. Um, so that's probably one of the most remarkable changes. And then like, that has also led to the, the rise of a lot of like more local emerging designers and, you know, that's a really beautiful thing too, because it encourages like young kids to explore that as a legitimate career path. So whereas like, I feel like it wasn't, for example, when I was younger, um, yeah, it's just every, there's so much more of everything. So much more opportunity. Do you have for our listeners, just not even red carpet, just in general fashion tips for 2023, what's in, what's out, uh, stuff like that. What's a good night out outfit. Oh my gosh. I think one of my favorite things about like Gen Z and how they're sort of taking the reins with like setting trends and all of that is just that like, it's all over the place. Like, right. I mean, is that, Mm. I would say like, it's really all over the place. I think like the biggest accessory that all of these kids are wearing now is like their belief and confidence in themselves. Like I really see that. in a lot of like people that work for me now, like that are in their early twenties. And I really like, am always shocked to see like what my super confident assistants can make look good. And I'm kind of like, all right, this is amazing. Like, (laughs) you know, so I think it depends and there's so many different ways of relating to fashion now, like I would say a lot of the younger brands, especially are calling all of their clothing, like gender neutral. And so like, it's created this real fluidity, like between, um, what is traditionally like young men's and women's style. So like, I love seeing like all the boys out here wearing flared jeans and like pink sweaters and like statement jewelry and all of that, like, and you know, with black nail polish, like, I think that's so cute for like a young kid of any size. And you know, for me, like I pretty much wear like my uniform every single day as well. So what's your uniform? Tell us your uniform right now. I'm looking at a white shirt. Yeah. It's just, it's typically like a crisp white shirt or, you know, like a vintage tee or something like that. And tucked into like a really good tailored pair of trousers. And then, Mm. you know, like I love my Prada boots. So like, I'm always wearing those, you know? Yeah. Where, where's a, where's a good place to shop? That's like, so I just recently, I love that you said that outfit. Cause I just recently went to cotton on and got some really cute trousers um, for like 50 bucks. Um, where is a good place to shop where you you're like confident you can get some good uh, like staple pieces? I mean, I think that right now, like forward with their, especially after their partnership with like Kendall Jenner as creative director, their buy is so good for men and women. So like, if you want to treat yourself with 
a stable piece that can last like 10 years, then I would go to forward because their stuff is such good quality. It's a little pricier, but so worth it. Um, another place, if you love vintage that I love dealing with is the real, real, they're really great, particularly with their clothing and like the brick and mortar shopping experience on Melrose Avenue is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So I really like that. And they're pretty easy about returns. Um, and then gosh, I, I've been really into the Frankie shop lately for men and women. It's a great place to get those like pieces, like those big pieces, like the trouser or the jacket or the shirt to like start the base of your outfit. And then it really helps like build out the details from there. So uh, the skinny jeans are out, trousers, like wide leg trousers are in, right? Just want to make sure. Yes. But then <laughs> all, like Maisie Willen and Colleen Estrada, like in the past couple of seasons have like gone back and Mugler even like have gone back to leggings, you know? So I think like, I like the legging thing if it's for like on stage performances. Like, I think that that could be really cool, um, particularly from those brands, but you know, yeah, I personally am not putting any of my clients in skinny jeans. I don't know any of my clients that want to wear them right now. Yeah. We've been off those for a while. What about y'all? Yeah. I have a big question about jeans. Cause I have a lot of jeans are hard. I don't wear for that reason. So I am five, four, I have a kind of a cute, bigger booty, booty. but I can't fit into anything that looks nice. Like, and I have thick thighs. I got the Latina thighs the, you know what I'm saying? Like what jeans? Cause when I wear the super flared out jeans, like I just end up looking frumpy. I will. Yeah, no, I'll send you some after. Um, I think that like probably the most common size that I work with are women of like five foot four. So, but I think the first thing to know is that, um, you shouldn't be wearing high rise. Like it's not measured to your proportions. You should probably go for more of like a mid rise thing. Wait, 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 wait. Is it mm. high rise? Are you talking about high waisted? Cause I thought that's what I want. Yeah, high rise, high waisted. So I shouldn't be doing that. No, you should go for more of a mid rise because it'll accommodate your torso and its proportions better. So start with those styles and like high rise is so prevalent now that like you really have to kind of look around it. So look for a mid rise jean, I guess, since we're on the subject of denim. And then, um, I would definitely like, I think flares are also like too overwhelming for your silhouette, like yes. just even having to see you. Um, but you should go for more of like a straight or a tapered leg, but nothing that's like baggy or has a lot of pleats like that's not really going to be your thing like no washer like whiskers up here at like the upper thigh you don't want that you want like a solid wash that's really flattering to like you were saying like your booty and hip region which I feel you I've got the same shape I'm just like 5'10 so it's like it can be overwhelming too you're 5'10 yeah um, it, so like, you know, I have similar fit issues to what you have, but like flip them. And then that's my problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So I would start with those kind of things and then see if you have any more luck. There. Do you have a brand that you love? I've now bought two pairs of mother jeans in the last six months that I don't wear. 
So if anyone's oh, in the market for mother jeans that I off. typically find that they like do a pretty good job with like all body types, but I'm really my into- mother jeans. I like leather jeans. Yeah. I, how tall are you? I'm five seven and I have um really skinny legs and not a lot of a butt. So I personally like the skinny jeans and I gotta stop wearing them. Same. <laughs> I have the same body, no butt, long legs. <laughs> That is not true. You have a butt. Anyway. Me? Why didn't you say that about me, Zulai? Jeez. <laughs> Listen, you have, I've seen Sarah in a, Sarah does have a butt. You, but you're like tall and lean, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I try this brand called Closed. I really like them. Closed. Uh, they have a store in like the Century City platform area. It's really cute. Okay. Um, Paige Denim has recently undergone like a complete rebrand as well as like just a style uptick. And so I'm really liking their new stuff. Same with seven. Um, Yeah. Which jeans make it look like you have more of a butt? Is it mother jeans? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would say, or like rag and bone. That's oh, a good yeah, I've heard that. That's but I found, so I have so many rag and bones back in the skinnies, but they get yeah. saggy in the butt after a little while I found okay. saggy in the butt. Nobody likes a saggy more butt. like a redone situation then some, like some stiffer denim. That's not going to give out to your movement. Fram is a Fram. I think they're good too, right? Fram is great for tall Fram. girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. For they're tall really, girls. Right. Yeah. They're really good for tall girls. I won't be shopping there. This conversation, I'm dying. Go eat. Jeans are hard. No, jeans are super hard. Okay. So I want, you said chunky shoes and I love shoes. Like that's probably what I spend the most money on are shoes. How, like what brand would you say for chunky shoes? Because I feel like chunky shoes are not my vibe, but I want them to be my vibe. Because when I see them on Z, I'm like, wow, those are so cute, but I can't buy them. I don't know why I can't spend money on them. It's hard. Um, it took me like two years to give myself permission to buy the Prada boots. So those are the are those chunky. They are. Yeah. They do. Oh, really- okay. So if you're willing to spend, then I would go to Prada because they have the best stuff. But I feel like a lot of people are doing chunky shoes. Like Schutz is doing incredible copies of like all the chunky shoes out on the market right now. Um, there's this brand that I really like who often works with a lot of vegan leather, which is cool. Um, they're called EITs. Um, I think it's E-Y-T-Y-Y-S. Um, it's kind of hard to say, but they do really cute chunky shoes that like you can't find at other brands. But if you like want to get something that is really good quality, but a little less expensive, I would go to like Shuds or Jeffrey mm-hmm. King. I have really nice heels, but I don't know the brands of shoes for like just my everydayness. So now I'm either wearing yeah, I mean, ugly things uh, or Kurt Geiger, or like if you want a cute, cool girl brogue or loafer, like you can go to Freda Salvador. Those are really cute. See, uh, that's what I need. Saving I need stuff me. like that. Yeah. Kurt Geiger, I like. I have a pair of Kurt Geiger heels from a long time ago and they last. Their new stuff is really beautiful. Um, Tamar Mellon also makes like a very comfortable night out shoe. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back just a few seconds. You said Malone who? 
We need a list. Malone Soulier and uh, Tamara Mellon. Thank you, Amanda. So then, so skinny wow. heels are not in anymore, right? No, they are. Fuck that. They are. No, they're too. fine. Yeah, so you like these. Like your classic pointed toe are these, and your like strappy sandal, like you know, for all these girlies that are out here getting on the red carpet. I'm personally not going to be doing that anytime soon, but I respect my clients for playing the game. It's, <laughs> it's Every, everybody loves their shoe. What, what shoe are you wearing? Yeah, are really? these. Mine are on my feet and I'm not taking them off. So, oh my God. Yeah, I love them. Those are cute. Those are what about Doc Martens? How do we feel about Doc Martens? I wear them all the time. Um, so don't I don't always wanna... love them. Think yeah. they work in certain situations. Don't think they work in every situation. See, because... I think I'm too old for Doc Martens. I could not wear Doc Martens. People would We're be like, same age, this? Erica. Stop it. I, I know, but do you really? I do. I don't know. I feel not too I young wearing those. I, f- I feel like some nice. people, some people what? are just very like Doc Martin style. Like you guys could pull it off, but I don't think that I can. Is that true? You're, I feel you're like too girly. True. E, you're a little girly. That, Wait, I want to back up. Is? So a skinny uh, pointed toe heel, I should not be wearing on a red carpet. Um, no, you can definitely wear that on a red carpet. In fact, I think that like, I probably put people in pointed toe pumps the most because it elongates your leg and makes you just look super sexy. Yes. So rounded toe is not cool now, right? <laughs> oh no, my gosh. Those Margiela sneakers. Have you seen those? The I have those Jordans. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm into those. And I also don't know if I'm into the square toe. The One of my dancers showed up in the, the Margiela Jordans to work a couple days ago. And I really liked the way that he was working it. So it was a yes for me that day, but I'm not always the, sure. I think the it's square right. toes are the bo- bodega bodegas. Is that how you pronounce it? Bottega? The, bottega. Those are cute. Oh though, yeah. The see? bottega sandal. Yeah. Good. I mean, really bad. good, particularly in the spring and summer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your spring summer shoe for like a lunch. Well, in the <laughs> interest of time, um, I think we've covered shoes jeans and pretty much we can accomplish uh conquering the world at this point yeah. um we do need to invite amanda to come salsa dancing with us z because yes. i think she would kill it um so no <laughs> yes you would. Uh, you would be amazing cesar um is all i have to say <laughs> i'm kidding okay. it's javier right that's not uh, their dance partner exist, don't mind um, her. Cesar is a figment of her imagination. <laughs> all of, oh, okay. Okay. He's your imaginary dance partner. He's her imaginary salsa partner. His real name is, what's his name? It's Felipe. Javier, no? Javier. Yeah. But well, I you mean his real name. Like you just. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here on the podcast. She we danced all mean- night with this man and doesn't remember his name. No, I thought his name was Cesar forever. And then he came back to one of our salsa sessions and he's like, no, I'm Javier. So I was like, oh, gotcha. Okay. Anyways, moving (laughs) right along. I heard the first time. (laughs) Yeah. No, but we do go on the occasional salsa dancing and um, it would be an honor to have you come. I used to do that every Monday night during undergrad. So it's time to bring it back. Let's bring it back. And then you can judge all of us and be like, nope, yes, no girl. Yes. Oh, oh my I like gosh. it. <laughs> I think I too love feet. It's really not for. No, I'm talking no, about, about the outfits, the outfits. No, yeah, she can dress outfits. us. She can or tell us can what dress. to wear. 
<laughs> Amazing. Well, Amanda, thank you for your time today. We know how busy you are and, um, it was, I, I don't have any other questions. Anybody want to get a last minute question? So fun. Let it go. No, just never forget guys. This is what's happening. I have a question. I have no style at all right now because I have Aww. a three month old and Baby. I wear, yeah, I wear sweats every day. And I, I, I was voted best dress in high school. And I told my fiance <laughs> that during COVID and he went, that's just sad because I have fallen <laughs> off that wagon. What's like something stylish I could just wear around the house so I don't look like I'm homeless? Not a onesie, Sarah. Not a onesie. Not a onesie. A cute sweatsuit, you know? Like, let yourself have it. Coordinate okay. those outfits. Coordinate okay. that cute neck sweater with your baggy drawstring sweats and like, make sure your socks are looking fresh. Oh, right <laughs> now I have on mismatched socks. Like styling. Here you go. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Amanda, thank you for schooling you. us on the hot tips in Hollywood, what uh, the cool peeps are rocking these days. Um, I'm going to start wearing more of my Doc Martens, just saying. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. And uh, we hope guys. to see you on the dance floor one yeah, day. Yeah, we'll see you at Salsa. Thank Talk you, Amanda. You Thanks, awesome. Amanda. Wow. Well, I have a lot of designer. Uh, I have a lot of information that I wrote down. If you shall need some notes, hit me up. <laughs> all the notes for shoes. I need to go shopping is what I learned. How about you guys? <laughs> Same. I need all to buy long. other jeans besides skinny jeans. <laughs> I need to broaden the horizon. I would have never have thought mid mid waist for Zulai. I, I like I'm high waist. Yeah. That's that was so good. I, I hate a mid waist. I used to wear the super low rises. As a that's because you have a long kid. torso. You have a long I torso. Body girl. Yeah. You're yeah. Nice and skinny, and you're long everywhere. <laughs> well, that was say. great. Thank you, Amanda, for being on. And then also, please, everyone out there, we need to hit a quota of reviews. If you've not reviewed our show yet, please head over to iTunes and give us a nice five stars would be great. A uh, little review. Um, that would, we really appreciate it. It would mean a lot. I've spit up on my hand. So, um, anyone got anything else? All right, you guys. Bye. We'll see you next time. I'm Sarah Sanderson. Aaron Coscarelli. Eric Daniel. Zulai Hino. And this has been Entertain Time.